Hello, and welcome back to our study of Pinene Halacha, the teachings of Rabbi Yezim Malamed, Shlita. We are getting close to the end of our section here in the study of Amiras Emes, and perhaps appropriate during these Aseris Yimei when we say the Yud Gimel Midas Rachamem several times a day now in Slichos, Kal Rachamem Erech Apayim Rav Chesed Ve'emes. Interesting discussion about why Emes is there, but that's for another time. But the next chapter is Lemanias Busha. Le'itim, mutal adam l'shanos mina Emes k'day l'mnome atzma Busha. Sometimes you can change the truth or alter the truth to prevent yourself from being embarrassed. Lemanu shemutal l'shanos mina Masechta, we saw yesterday, that when it comes to learning, u'pirish Rashi shemutal l'adam l'atzniyas yidiyosav mishim anava, that Rashi explained in the Gemara that if one wants to not be a braggart, and one doesn't want to show off how much he knows, then you could say, oh, I don't really know as much. But the Rambam explains that more differently. If someone asks you, are you learning Mesecha Shabbos? Are you learning Tractate Shabbos now? And let's say, somebody says, oh, you're learning the Gemara in Shabbos, and you're worried that they're going to start asking you questions on it or halachic questions, and you don't know how to answer them, then you could say that you're learning a different Meseches. So this is a Rambam in Hilchus Gezela of all places, Perak Yudalat Halacha Yud Gimel. So if someone asks you, are you learning a certain tractate, and you're worried that you're not going to be able to answer the questions, and they're relying on you, you could say, no, I'm not learning that right now. Just as an aside, it reminds me, that my, my father, Zechron Lavracha, very late in his life, he took upon himself to learn Dafayomi. So you're talking about starting in his 70s. And he did not come from a Jewish educational background. But thank God, because of art scroll and translations and interpretations, so he, in his lifetime, went through Shas twice, which is really something incredible in and of itself. As a matter of fact, art scroll actually wrote a little story about him, and uh, I have a copy of it if anybody would like to see. But I always remember when I would come home from yeshiva, and my father was learning something like Erechin. And he would call me into his study. He would say, you know, could you answer this question for me? And, and he didn't understand that. I, I, I don't know Erechin from, from a hole in my head. What do I know about Erechin? But it was always funny that this kind of idea of, well, do you know the questions? Do you know how to interpret it? And Well, there it was honest. I wasn't lying. I really didn't know because I wasn't learning Erechin. Who learned Erechin in yeshiva? But I was just reminded when I see this halacha. Back to the text. This is also perhaps a common thing. A person says they're going to the hospital, going to the doctor. And they're going for a very serious exam, something which they're not ready to disclose to others. Very worried about it. Someone says, oh, why are you going to the doctor? What test are you having? So you could change the truth and say, oh, I'm just going for a checkup. Not that I'm going for a, a PET scan. Whatever it might be, just Lamashal, if you can understand that example. And in any event, the Sefer Hasidim writes, We don't want to outright lie, but sometimes if you can perhaps give an answer that will let the recipient know that maybe there's another way of understanding it. I'm going for a different test, or to be vague. We have to go back to the central point that the only time that you can change the truth is if it will not cause harm to others. Busha 
harm, embarrassment, pain to anyone else. So if you have two partners, so partners, when they're talking about their business, they have to speak truth. And even if one partner made a mistake, and he's embarrassed to tell his partner about the mistake, he has to speak the entire truth. Because obviously it applies to him, their partners. He has to know about the business and how it's going to affect him, good or bad. If he's going to lie about it, he'll cause damage to his partner and he'll violate a Torah prohibition. Unless you know that it's very clear to you that if you, if you spill the beans and you speak your mistake, and it's not such a critical mistake, it's not going to, big picture, going to harm anything, but you know that it will cause a rift between the partners, and perhaps the entire entity could dissolve because of maybe a lack of trust or something like that, and his partner will actually lose if he tells the truth, that's a different story. So there, in that evaluation and that estimation, the partner can perhaps alter the truth a little bit. Certainly, a student, a yeshiva bacher, someone who is learning cannot lie to his instructor, to his teacher. The entire leniency that you can lie to prevent embarrassment, this is where there's no, we call it keshem mechayev, sort of a, an instructor ability, a, an influence one over the other. But a teacher has to know the behavior of a student. There's responsibility, there is a level of accountability there. Because you're trying to instruct a child how to learn. So if the teacher asks, did you review the lesson? Did you prepare for the test? Did you study? Did you read the book? Etc., etc., he has to speak truthfully. Perhaps one instance where we can be lenient is if the teacher asks in front of the whole class and he's worried about being embarrassed in front of the whole class. He could give a vague answer. But afterwards, he has to tell the teacher privately that, indeed, he did not perform the lesson or something like that. And the same thing goes for a soldier in the army, speaking about the Israeli army. Anything that has to do with his service, with whatever expertise he is dealing with, he has to speak the truth. And because of embarrassment, there is no permissibility, there is no leniency to change your answer, to change the truth. Because if you don't speak the truth, because of course, this is something that can affect the greater outcome of the army, the safety of Israel, etc., etc. So they're speaking the truth, even if it's going to be embarrassing, even if it's going to be detrimental, must be spoken because we're thinking of the greater good. And I love that he quotes from a savior here called Hatzavaka Halacha, the the army, according to Halacha, it's in Perikhav test. But in any event, we see that we are required to speak the truth when it won't hurt others, even though there are times that we can alter. In any event, we will, Mir continue next time. Thank you so much for listening. 
brings us over 5,000 downloads. Baruch Hashem. Let's keep it going. Have a great day, everyone.